I got hired as a professional DM for a local parks program. What the fuck? Am... Fuck you! <laughs> when you're a professional fireman, you'll be honest, brave, and free. The soul of decency. You'll be loyal and fair and on the square, and most importantly, when you're a professional fireman, you're always in the best of company. Welcome to Brokazatsu, Two Brothers Exploration of Tokazatsu Shows and Related Media. My name's Sam. And I'm Harry. And I have to apologize if the audio quality is, like, a little weird, or the maybe there's something wrong with the uh, internal files, because I upgraded my computer. Yay! Yay! Yeah. Which also means that we did our, like, semi-annual update of the Audacity software. Yay! Yay! Like... Uh, I mean, I'm using the same microphone, and, like, the, like, the only thing I swapped out was the tower and the internals, because it was, like, eight years old. Uh, and it wasn't even top of the line yet then. Now it's like, I'd say it's mid of the line for now. So it's pretty fucking good. Yeah. I mean, it's a big, like, I can play, I was able to play Starfield at full capacity, Sam. And that allowed me to know with full clarity that Starfield is boring as shit and I shouldn't play any more of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, as much as, like, you know, I've seen ads for Starfield as much as, in theory... That sounds like a game Taylor fucking made for me and my quirks. I just knew in my fucking heart it was going to be boring as shit. It's like, I don't even like Bethesda games, but they took out the things that make Bethesda games fun. Jesus. Like, Skyrim and Fallout 4, like, they at least had their respective lores to fall back on. And, like, like, interesting settings. They had... And also, they had, like, large spaces that you could explore, but, like, the way the fast travel system works, like, yeah, the fast travel is forgiving, but the whole point of those games is that you're kind of wandering around and you get, like, like, it's, in games, the whole point of games is to create artificial, like, limitations and stuff that lead to, like, emergent fun and, and stuff. Like, yeah, you can have a very tight artistic thing that's just, like, a couple hours, and, like, then you're done. But this is supposed to be a big, sprawling, open-world game that you get lost in. And, like, this world, it's like, it fucks with that. Also, the writing is so boring. The setting, <laughs> the setting is super clean. And, like, it's, it's like... The setting they wanted, is clean? They wanted to go as far as Fallout from possible. So now it's all, it's all hope and, like, it's all hope and fun. And, like, there's, like, the edges are sided off and... You can have a very interesting setting that's, like, bright and cheerful and optimistic, but you need to write it well. And this ain't it, boy. <laughs> oh, that's that's such a goddamn shame. Yeah, speaking of a bright and optimistic setting that can still be pretty fun, uh, let's One talk piece. about One Piece. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm still having fun, Harry. I was not expecting that. I don't know what to do with that. I maintain it's doomed if they get further on in the series, but they're they're not shitting themselves yet. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, that doesn't sound like high praise, but this is Netflix, so it very much is. Yeah, like, Netflix has done good Netflix originals, 
But anime adaptations are almost always so fucking bad. Like, has there... Uh, should we do a quick aside on, like, you know, are there any other even decent ones? Like, okay. Cowboy Bebop, wasn't it? Uh, the Ghost of the Shell movie, from what I heard, was pretty bad. Yeah. I'm, the problem is, I haven't watched it even, because I heard that they were bad. Like, I think... A- Avatar, famously bad. Oh, yeah. A- Avatar, bad, and they're trying again, and guess what? It's It's still... I mean, maybe it'll be better than the movie. It's still probably not going to be as good as the cartoon. At least they're casting Asian people in it this time. Yeah. Like, oh god. Like, I think the I think the core problem that they've run into with a lot of the adaptations is that they're trying to adapt good, tight anime series. What was where- the... What was the, like, anime movie they adapted with, like, the character had, like, really big eyes? And, like, that was the artistic style? And, like, everyone got weirded out because technically it was close to the original, but you're also supposed to adapt stuff. Like, what was that? Battle Angel Alita? Yeah, that was it. That was it. I heard that that was, if you got past the eyes, was actually a pretty good adaptation. I mean, it it, put, it totally bombed, but, like, I, I heard it wasn't, like, critically bad. I watched that one, and it was dumb as fuck but kinetic enough where I did have a good time. I have no interest in going back to it, but, like, the the action, the movement, like, that aspect of it actually was pretty good. But yeah, C- CGI man, adaptation. CGI, just, like, fucking CGI sugar rush. Like, another five minutes, I might have just gone into a coma. Yeah, CGI adaptations are like a different beast. Like those can be good. Like the there was a, a an adaptation of the Blame comic. I mean, like an adaptation of like a tiny slice of it, because like that's another almost impossible to adapt comic. But like that that it was pretty good. But anyway, uh, let's go. Let's. But anyway, so other the Death Note was super fucking weird. Not a lot of people liked it. I I mean, I think there. I think I heard that there were some things to like about it, mm-hmm. but it was just a super fucking messed up adaptation. Uh, I did watch the Bleach movie live action, and it was, I guess, okay. I mean, I'll st- to- I'll score that one in okay. I have no idea what the original Bleach is and all that. <laughs> well, Bleach is terrible, so you know, I guess I guess that was a decent adaptation. <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, Bleach fucking sucks. <laughs> I don't know why I watched that one. Like, I, I think I was just home one day, I was on Netflix, and bored as fuck, and I was like, sure, it's on the top, click, and I sit for 90 minutes. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, But they're doing okay, so let's, let's get into it, let's get into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so... As the episode begins, um, we see a young child. Uh, uh, by the way, of... Sam, I have a revolutionary idea. Let's try to follow the story in roughly the direction it's shown in the episodes. No, fuck you. I refuse. Fine, I'll do it. <laughs> I can replace you with an AI at any moment, Sam. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But Harry, just think about how, like... Angry and dismissive, you would have to, like, make the AI to match me. And that's just trading it to kill. 
Yeah. <laughs> I could live with that. <laughs> so Usopp is a child. And he's running yes. through the streets. He's yelling, like, the pirates. The pirates are here. They're coming for us. And everyone is, like, kind of, like, uh, everyone is freaking out a little bit. But then also a fair number of people are looking at him and going, like, oh, he keeps doing this. And then we flash forward a little bit. And he is now not a child anymore. He is a man who really shouldn't fucking be doing that. Yeah. And, like, uh, like the people at this point, they are just totally ignoring him. Like, they're they're just like, oh, it's Usopp again. Like, it, in the comic adaptation, it's almost like, uh, kind of like a charming thing to the people of the village. Like, some people, like, kind of realize it's time to go to work with the regularity, with the regularity he does it. It's still like, I mean... We know narratively exactly what's going to happen, like, from this exact moment. Like, this person is, in this episode series, going to find pirates. He's going to run through the streets shouting that they're here, and no one's going to believe him. Yeah, this boy is crying wolf, and, you know, there's going to be not a wolf, but a cat. So, uh, cut from Usopp to, uh, you know, the future crew member Usopp to the current crew members who are on their ship. Uh, and it is rapidly sinking. Yeah, current crew members, even though they're, like, Nami is maintaining she's not a crew member. I feel like Zoro is, like, half in, half out at this point. Like, Uh, mm, I don't know, this... Like, neither of them have called Luffy their captain yet, which is going to be, like, a a specific moment, I bet. Uh, But yeah, they're they're working together, they're they're actually vibing pretty good. Yeah, Uh, like, like, they clearly are crew members, like, they're getting along... Uh, Nami mm-hmm. is navigating. Uh, Luffy has made a new Jolly Roger flag, which is really badly drawn. It's an exact copy of the terrible drawing he won. One he does from the comic. <laughs> That's charming. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, all of a sudden the ship starts sinking. Not from anything bad, just like it's, you know, it's a shitty ship. Zoro may have shit in something really hard and broken it. He's kind of vague. Yeah, so they... You know, they realize, okay, let's get to port. Let's get a real ship, because this one, this is one that they stole from, like, the marine base, right? It's just, it's really just, like, a, it's not a dinghy. It's like a, a oh, what is it? Like a, a trolley, like a, a, a tugboat. Is it a sloop? Uh, it technically has a cabin, uh, and I think one level of under, it, it, it doesn't matter. We're not going to have this boat for long. It's tiny. It's shitty. They need a better one. They can make it to the Gecko Islands just barely, and then they'll look for a new ship. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, Garp is going along at his much larger, menacing, all-steel uh, marine ship. Uh, yes, and we have uh, Cody, the, you know, idealistic cadet who is still on the ship uh, doing cadet things. For the Marines. Yeah, he's he's uh, spinning some lines, he's setting up some sails, and he's actually doing pretty well, because he was press-ganged by pirates for a long time, and if nothing else, that gave him experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know Sam? I think I, like, I think I accidentally gave up a call to adventure or something, because, like, at my current job, it's like, uh, we sell boating supplies. And yes. like all, all kinds of like rigging and sails and stuff. And like a kindly like a guy who I sit near a lot, like a like a uh an older Italian man, like once like taught me how to tie some ropes. And like I did follow him through it, but I didn't really like totally get it. And then, like he saw that like I wasn't interested. 
Mm. And like now a new guy has come and he's learning the ropes a lot more. And I feel like he's taking him on as his apprentice. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm not the main character in there. <laughs> that guy's going to go on some kind of sailing adventure. And I'm just going to be back at the store. Uh, Harriet, it's 2023. If he's going on a sailing adventure, he is a pirate. And he's going to be taking over a carnival cruise ship with an AK-47. Eh, it's an adventure, you know. But anyway, uh, so, yep, the crew arrives on uh, Gecko Island, and uh, uh, Luffy and Nami make a bet with each other. Like, because uh, Nami and Zoro... You've skipped, like, four scenes. Yeah, well, fuck. Alright, so, uh, C- Cody, basically, he he's better at tying ropes than the, like, spoiled son of uh, that... Of Axe Hand. Yeah, of Axe Hand Morgan, that's still with him on the ship. And Garp, like, sees this and kind of takes him under his wing. Uh, so, and then Zoro... I gotta was... say, like, you know, costume design. I do adore the costume that they have, like, the son of Axand Morgan is. Because Axand Morgan's son is, is an adult who is very fit and very muscular. And they put him in this, like, you know, this childish, childish cadet costume. Oh, yeah, like, they, they, he's they... just missing a giant lollipop. They they dress him down very well. He looks very silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and back back in town, Zoro gets annoyed because he sees a bounty poster for Buggy. It's like he was worth fifty million berry. We we could have gotten rich off of him. Uh, but L- it Luffy is put- pointed out that like you know they're also thoroughly wanted, so he can't really turn in bounties anymore. Yeah. So hey, get a fresh. Go to the Grand Line. It's a fresh start. Cut back to the uh, the clown pirates. Yeah, and he, he, he is like, it is his entire crew gone? Have they abandoned him? Oh, uh, I mean, I think like they might have like spread a little bit. They might just be elsewhere on the island, like searching for stuff. But uh, I, he's not on his uh, luck a little bit. He's still mm-hmm. retrieving body parts from various chests, but in walks and walks someone silhouetted, and uh, then he's down. Yeah, it, it's a fish man. The first we see in the series, and. Uh, he says Arlong wants a word, and when Buggy pushes back against this, the guy lays him out with one hit. Yes, and Buggy, as you'll recall, was very threatening to the crew, and these people are just manhandling him. Mm-hmm. So now we cut to the scene that I was talking about earlier, where uh, uh, our erstwhile like heroes are on the dock. Uh, Nami is looking around and asking, okay, which ship do we still hear? And Luffy is like, no, we're gonna buy a ship. And Nami's like, with what money? And Luffy's like, trust me. And she's like, no, but sure, I guess you want a bet? Yeah, I mean, Luffy's like, a ship is basically part of our crew. And, like, I'm not gonna press king somebody. It's gonna be, it's gonna, you know, they gotta be here willingly. And Nami's like, Cap- capitalism exists. Mm-hmm. You need uh, money to buy things. Yeah. But then Luffy, you know, he wanders around the pretty normal-looking boats, and then sees an obviously silly one with a giant fuck-off, like, sheep's head thing on the front. And he decides that that's the ship that they're going to get. But there is there is a delightful character moment here, because Nami has made this bet with Luffy uh, to, you know, decide which one of them is right. Are they going to have to steal one, or uh, will they uh, get one uh, purchased or given to them? And after Luffy goes away to find the ship of their dreams, Zoro and Nami, they kind of put their heads together, and they're like, 
okay, what are we actually going to do here? Yeah, just find one. Just find a ship and look at security, see where it's lax, you know. Neither of them are really expecting Luffy to pull this off. But they're, like, on the same page. Like, like, Nami and Zoro, like, they are definitely vibing. Not, like, romantically, just, like, as crew, as partners. So Luffy sees the masthead. He goes up to the ship and starts, like, saying, okay, oh, you're perfect. And then a voice says, yeah, it's a great ship. And he's like, oh, you can talk? And Usopp pops up from the top and is like, no, dude, I'm, I'm just sitting over here. <laughs> so we are introduced again to the uh, future crew member who was the one running around uh, screaming about pirates. Uh, yeah. Talks up the ship, uh, says that he's best friends with the uh, with the person who owns it, and, you know, eh, can probably talk them into selling it for a song. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know what? Couldn't hurt if she's rich. Mm-hmm. Here's a weird... So, I will mention, uh, there's another scene between Garp and Kobe. Um, In the comic, Kobe we wouldn't see again until, like, season four or five, if I'm, like, spacing it out correctly. So, Kobe does come back in the comic. Yeah, but, like, super eventually. And, like, not as, like, a major character. And Garp we wouldn't see until, like, the end of this season. So, they're adding a lot with this through line. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Um, like, if, a, if they didn't do that... It's an interesting change. I'm not criticizing it, but it's just, like, it's fairly big structural change. Like, I do wonder if they're gonna... It's not gonna make any sense at all for Kobe to still be around if they go into season two or three, unless they super fucking change shit. Well, we shall see. We shall see. But I, I kind of like that we have, like, this mega impending threat just, like, chasing them and they're not even aware of it. And also Philosopher Garp, because he, he's not a philosopher in the comic. Uh, so he, I was he, gonna ask about that, like, how much... Because it, it seems like, at least right now, they're attempting to paint Garp very sympathetically. Uh, that is true. He is, he is, like, one of the most ethical Marines. He's, like, one of the good ones. Hmm. Okay. But, like, you know... One of the good Nazis is still a Nazi. Yeah, I think I said almost exactly that. Um, But it's, like... It's a big enough world that, like... He can do good work. But, like... It it is... He is in a weird place. Uh, But anyway. uh, So... There's a scene with him and Kobe. They go after some of the experiences, and then he pulls out a go board, and says, "Like, all right, yeah, let's let's uh, go against each other." So the the crew they show up at the mansion, uh, and it is indeed a nice big mansion. Nam- Nami kind of showing some of her thoughts on the rich people, like, "Yeah, well, they have way more than they need because they don't give a shit about poor people. Just they they just care about themselves and what's theirs." Uh, so and- Nami used to be rich, right? Uh, no. That's how I was reading it, but eh, there's a, there's other ways that plot line could go. Uh, but yeah, we are at the mansion. We see some very anime-esque uh, garden design, and then we see some very anime-esque hair. Like, holy shit, Harry. Like, the, uh, the people who work at this manor house, especially the fucking butler, like, his face looks like it's plastic. Oh, yeah, the the butler's hair is normal, but his face is pretty goddamn like chiseled and precise, which is 
Funny, because that's just... Is, is he using prosthetics? I think that's just the actor. They make up the fuck out of him. And I think they... I think they uh, intentionally contrasted, like, the skin and the hair to make it look pseudo-artificial. And it is a weird choice. Uh, so the the first two we see initially are just, like, uh, kind of some groundskeepers. And one of them, one of them, like, the, the girl just has, like, blue anime hair with some curls in it, relatively normal. But the other guy, he has, like, he's bald in the middle and he has, like, two things on the sides kind of curled up with points towards the top. Yeah, kind of like horns. Yeah, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of like devil horns, or more like cat's ears, like vaguely, kind of more like the, the way his outfit was set up in the comic. I, I'll wait until, I'll, I'll wait and these people turned out to be villains. There, yeah, I said it. They, they turned out to be villains. So the way the whole plot goes in the comic, I'll just say it's, but before the buggy one, I said they simplified it a lot for the comic. In this one, they made the whole plan a lot more, like, a lot more moving parts. Because in that one, it was pretty much just, oh, there's the evil butler. They find out he's evil, and then, like, a crew is coming to, like, mess up the mansion. Uh, Usopp has, like, three annoying kids following him around. Like, he's kind of, he's kind of their captain, although he's not really doing pirate stuff. He's just, you know, lying to some kids. Uh, and then they find out that the pirate's coming. And then they just kind of go and have a big shonen fight there. And, like, a lot of stuff happens. And, but that's... It's just, like, a complicated shonen fight. So there's not really the intrigue uh, that happens here. Interesting. Yeah. Like, these two... Yeah. These two weren't... Like, the only one infiltrating the mansion was the butler. These two were just pirates that were on the ship that popped out to fight uh, Zero at a certain point. Was there even a poisoning plotline? No, not really poisoning. It, it it was just he was all right. So I sent you a picture. The way the plot line in the comic was, he uh he was just hanging around with Kaya and like being a good loyal butler, so nobody would suspect. And then the the main thing they took out of this is that there was a hypnotist on his crew, mm. who like who also like did the thing like he helped frame like he uh faked Crow's death by having like. Having a pirate, you know, think he's Crow, and then dressing him up, and then he hypnotized Morgan to make him think he caught him. So that's actually how that's managed. Like Morgan would like he didn't even realize he was kind of a pretender. Uh, I guess this one is just more of like a, I don't know. They they don't really go go into it, but so he the guy was going to hypnotize her to like will everything to her loyal butler, and then they were going to kill her in the middle of like a pirate raid. Uh, yeah, so it was. So everything would legally go over. And that was the plan there. There was no secret poisoning. Interesting. Like the I like how this plot went down. It's uh it's yeah, fun yeah. that it sounds like most of it or large swaths of it were created by uh this team. Yeah, it was just like the the pl- the plots and the interactions of the comic eventually get complicated. This is still introductory. Like it was just a shonen fight, whereas here, you know. Uh, Usopp shows up. Uh, the the grounds crew like they're they're angry at Usopp, trying to drive him off. But there's Kaya, you know, with her yes. weird face looking butler. Yep, uh, Kaya, who's clearly very sickly, being you know led around uh, by the arm, and none of her none of her staff like Usopp. Usopp has burned many bridges, but Kaya loves Usopp. Like face lights up when she sees him. 
Uh, they go back to her room, and Usopp is spinning a wild tale about his adventures on the seas, all of which wholly fabricated. Yep. Like, he gives her a rock, which he claims is, like, a big, uh, a, a big pearl, and he got it from a, a crazy goldfish monster. And like, this is direct from the comic, but, like, he, he, he fought it on a big island that turns out to be from its floating poop. And, you know, she, she's, uh, she's having fun. Like, I, I th- in the comic, later she reveals that, like, it's, it's more presented as he's lying, but she knows he was lying. In this, it's kind of clear that he's just telling stories and she just needs a friend because she's locked up in this mansion alone, you know, and she's sickly and she can't go out. But it's, it's charming. Uh, and the crew is, like, allowed in, you know, Kaya agrees to have dinner with them uh, because they're friends with Usopp. Uh, you know, Luffy is weirded out by all the clothes, and Nami is trying out some outfits. She's like, she puts on, like, a nice dress and says, uh, Luffy, how do I look? And he looks at her and says, you look like Nami! And she's like, you, you are not helping. <laughs> I I found this interaction oddly charming. No, oh, yeah, like, like that, Luffy that's just, Luffy. Luffy, very wildly, like, you know, non-sexual, just says it completely as like simple but not dumb like uh, you know a uh, uh, carrot from uh from disc worlds luffy kind of has carrot energy it's interesting because i think i would describe luffy as almost the exact opposite uh he's dumb but not simple okay okay yeah i can see that i can see that but it's I mean, that, charming. That's the, like that, yeah that's but, but it is charming like and uh, then the Zoro comes in. He's like, "Oh, yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna wear something in black, something nice and stylish." Yeah, they're just they're dressing up. They're having a good time. And then we cut up to uh, the butler and Kaya, just you know, having a quick moment, uh, talking about things, and giving her some obviously poisoned tea, like the the mouthwash colored tea, <laughs> just just blue. neon fucking blue. Yeah, uh, and then. Confirmed by going downstairs, interacting with the rest of the staff as they're cooking up neon blue soup, and, you know... Oh, one of them even goes to taste it, and the other says, Hey, don't do that, you'll poison yourself. Mm-hmm. Sorry, chef's prerogative. He, he he reveals himself to the audience by, like, freaking out over a dirty glass and says, Everything must be perfect tonight. So tonight is a big day. Uh, cut back to uh, Garp and Kobe playing Go. Uh, Kobe, he's losing a couple games against Garp, and he's sorry, but Garp says, no, I mean, you're, you're smart, but you're playing defensively. You're just playing to not lose, and you gotta, you gotta take risks. You gotta, you know, be more aggressive. So, he pushes him, he sets a two-minute timer for the game, they go back and forth with some frenetic, uh, frenetic cuts, and Kobe wins. <laughs> I wonder if that YouTube guy who analyzes, like, chess and go games like in movies is going to do this one or if it's just going to be gobbledygook that would be delightful because i cannot fucking interpret go boards like not in the slightest i know it's about like controlling territory but like i look at that board and they're like i won and then i see the board and i'm like you did really okay I don't think the board at the state they do it could be one where you say you won. I mean, like, with the timer, it's like, well, with no more pieces, I've won here. But, like, I, I'm i pretty sure, because with Go, I, it's like, if you have, if there's a solid mass of 
one color. And it's mm-hmm. completely surrounded by another color. Then all then all the stuff on the inside gets taken away and scored as points. I don't know if it actually gets taken away in no, a classic. It do, it, I think it does. But then oh. there's like tricks because it needs to be solid. So like if you leave if you leave holes in it, then you just need to not finish that up, like not fill them in. And then if your opponent has tries to go in there, then it will be surrounded, even though yours is. So like there's an order to it, but it, it is complicated. No idea. So uh, cut to uh, dinner, or uh, rather, like the uh, the evening before the dinner, and we meet uh, another of the uh, Kaya's employees, one that has not been at the house, her accountant. He's a weird sheep-looking dude, and I forget. Is he a human, or? I think he, I think in the comic, this guy, he was just like a human with weird hair that looked like a sheep. But in this one, he clearly has horns. He is like not human. And I forget if there was like a beast man race distinct. I mean, I mean, there's like a bunch of fucking weird races in, in One Piece of Life. There is at some point, but like, I don't know, he's just like a goat man. It's like, it's not hugely important. Yeah, it's not. It's not commented on at all, so this is apparently normal enough for everyone here to not blink an eye at it. Yeah, I mean, he. It, I would say maybe it's because he'd eaten, like, a goat devil fruit, but those are super fucking rare, and, like, uh, I don't think, you know... It, I mean, he, he goes down like a punk later, so I was assuming he did not have superpowers. Yeah, I mean, well, being part goat doesn't make you immune to being stabbed in the heart. But it should have given him superpowers if he ate a devil fruit, right? Eh, I mean, some are better than others, and you still need to train him up. Like, if he's just a guy who ate a weird fruit one day, but he's like, no, I want to be an accountant. I mean, that would be like a funny story. (laughs) I want to see that backstory. But yeah, now we get to the actual dinner. Well, Luffy, uh, after some uh, prompting uh, from Kaya... Tells her his grand plan. He wants to go to the line. He wants to. Uh, he wants to use a ship, and he's straight up a pirate. Yeah, like uh, he, he no lies, like a... no obfuscation. Luffy is just Luffy. Yeah. Uh, he he talks about all the people they defeated, uh, and like he, he he's walking on the table and and uh, cat. His name is Kuro, like, his like his fake name is Kala something, but, uh... We could just call him Kuro. Yeah, Kuro freaks out, and so it's like, you're, you're mocking the table, you're making a mockery of this, like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm throwing you, I'm throwing you all out, and Kai, Kai says, no, 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 like, let him, let him stay the night, and says, okay, fine, they're out first thing in the morning, because, like, Kaya has been, like, coughing slightly, and so, like, you've upset her health, we need to go lay her down and give her some more poison. Uh, cut back to the marine ship, uh, where Kobe has apparently been kicking Garp's ass just time and time again. Uh, they get a report from Updeck that they have discovered the abandoned sloop with the pirate flag. Dun dun dun! They know where the nearest island is, and so they're going to follow him there. And mm-hmm. like Kobe is going to be in charge because Helmeppo like is told straight up by Garp, "Yeah, Neptism can only get so far." You haven't actually learned anything as a cadet, so you're not used. You're not very useful yet. Uh, back at the manor, the accountant is meeting with the butler downstairs in the wine cellar, which is a terrible idea. 
terrible, terrible idea. Yeah. Because he's confronting him about the plans to have the butler be... What exactly was the plan here? I kind of didn't follow. So, uh, the the butler has informed the accountant, Mary, that, hey, uh, well, Kaya, she's still sick and she's not used to running stuff. So I'm going to run the shipbuilding business for her. So just do that. And the accountant is like, can I talk to Kaya and make sure she wants to do this? And the head girl's like, no. And apparently this has been going on for a while. Like, this, I would say this is the only real fault in that, like, you know. He really should have just gone directly to Kaya with this. Even if it was something like, oh, I gave you a letter informing her on this, you know, that obviously he forged. And he's like, well, I still want to talk to her in person about it. If, If there's something like that. But it seems like he was just trying to tell the accountant over and over, now we're doing this. Uh, and then, uh, so, uh, the accountant says, no, I'm not going to let anyone take advantage of her, so I'm going to go tell her right now. And he turns around, and Kuro is still standing there. So, what is Kuro's power? Does he have super speed, or is he a teleporter, or is he just tricky? Uh, he is just, a, he's just a human who's trained. He's using, basically, martial arts footwork. Like, he, he is just... Developed to the point where he could just dash around really quickly between different places and slash people. Like, it's not supernatural any more than anything else is. Like, normal humans can be this good at it, and he is. Okay, okay, so he's just skilled, skilled, skilled. Yeah. Alright. Poor, poor sheep man stabbed in the back with many, many knives. Yeah, he, so... Uh, this is actually one of the better bits of foreshadowing in the comic in this because he was, fi- you know, he's a studious man and he fixes his glasses, but he does it in a specific way where he like pushes them up slightly with the heel of his hand, and uh, it, you can see in the way he does it here. And it's and someone says in the comic they realize how his instincts have been kept sharp over the years because he always had to do it that way because his hands are covered in knives and he can't point his fingers at himself. So uh, after this, cut back to clown. Yeah, Buggy is being menaced by Arlong, who has a uh, like a saw uh, saw nose, like saw shark nose. What's what's that called? Uh, like a sawtooth shark nose. Yeah, or so- swordfish nose. N- yeah, not a swordfish. Like a swordfish. That's just straight. This definitely has like the the jagged like the, the spikes on the side. Yeah, maybe sawtooth shark. That that sounds right. So yeah, like the the fishmen, they they have like some different fish characteristics. Just it's just you know kind of just the way they look, and he's a bit more looking like that. And also he's he seems a, they got like a real big burly guy for this. Oh yeah, big looking guy, and Buggy is fucking terrified of him. Uh, Arlong, I, I mean, I'll, I'll go into it now in case they don't make it too much of it. But Arlong is one of the seven uh, kind of so the world government has a very small selection of pirates it kind of signs off on as privateers. Like, and basically their job is to prey on other pirates. And Arlong is is one of them. He is the weakest, but still, he is a really strong, powerful dude, and he is kind of in charge of all of the East Blue to deal with the shit there. And, like, keep East Blue from being a real problem in the civilian areas. Interesting. So he has semi-official government sanction for his activities. Yeah. Of course he is abusing it immediately, you can tell, because he 
he's telling Buggy, like, hey, anything you do, anything you do in this region, you pay me my cut. Like, it, it, which is not how it's supposed to work. But, but it's Arlo- also how it actually does work, would work. Yeah, uh, he he's just very aggressive, telling the clown, you were raiding villages without letting me know, and you're boring, and he goes to rip out his throat with his teeth. And so Buggy mm-hmm. says, hey, you know who's actually disrespecting you? Uh, Luffy, you know, he knocked over a marine base, he stole a map of the Grand Line, and he's talking shit about fighting the One Piece. So he sells out the main characters to this super powerful shark man. Yeah. He even offers to help find him in exchange for not dying. Yep. Cut back to Mansion. Uh, Zoro and Luffy are just kind of wandering about, and uh, Nami is stealing things. Yeah, she's against... She's just got a pillowcase and she's filling it with candlesticks and jewelry she finds around. She eventually wanders into a room to continue her stealing and it's uh, Kaya's bedroom. And Kaya's like, hey, I know you're stealing. It's cool. Let's just talk. She, she seems a little impressed that she's actually a pirate and not someone Usopp just brought and was lying about. But, you know, she she's lonely. She wants to talk to people. You know, and Nami says, yeah, but well, I'm not a pirate, but I'm not going to apologize. I, I need money. Uh, Kaya, Kaya clearly doesn't mind. She says, I find some of the stuff gaudy. I'd like to just give it away to charity, but, you know, uh, I, I'm not really allowed to. Uh, I don't have a lot of people around me to share it with. At this point, we're kind of cutting between this room and the downstairs kitchen where Usopp, Zoro, and Luffy are having snacks, and uh, Kaya's talking about, uh, 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 her, you know, her boyfriend uh, Usopp, and Usopp's talking about his girlfriend Kaya, even though they're not boyfriend girlfriends. But they're like, "Hey, do you think they actually would like me?" What? What? Yeah. Uh, and they go over some stuff like Usopp. You know, he got left on this island by his father when he was real young. His mother was there taking care of him, but then she died, and so uh, Kaya's parents gave him a job at the shipyard. And you know, then they met and they hang out and all that stuff. It's just. It's just fun spending time. And uh, when Usopp starts talking about his dad, Yasop, the the great uh, marksman, Luffy realizes, oh shit, I know the guy. He's on Shanks' crew. He's the guy that we saw, like, murdering several uh, raiders in one of the previous episodes. Yeah, he was pulling off revolver ocelot bullseye stuff by, like, bouncing bullets around to hit people in the back. Like, he's one of the better marksmen in the, in the world. And, like... In the comic, it's just a thing like, oh, you know, it's fine. I know he has to follow a dream. But in this, it's very much like, oh, you got to know my father and spend time with him. You have stories. Oh, that's that's interesting. <laughs> so it's around this time uh, that Luffy finds some of the soup on the stove and drinks the entire thing. And Zoro is wandering around the house and finds the dead accountant. Yeah, well, well, Usopp mentions, oh, the wine cellar's downstairs. And Zoro's like, why didn't you tell me that first? So they go to find the good stuff, but then there's the dead body. But, and this clicks something in Zoro's head, because over and over when he was seeing the the butler, he was like, there's something weird about this guy. I feel like I've seen him. I've seen his face. Oh, I've seen his face on a wanted poster. This is Captain Kuro of the Black Cats. He was supposed to be dead. Yeah. But clearly is not. Uh, and after they find him, like, they are confronted by, you know, Kuro and the other two groundskeepers. And Zoro's knocked the fuck out. 
just yeah. sneak attack from behind. Yeah, the the two henchmen, like they are uh they're not like super strong, but they are pretty sneaky and like one of them gets in a quick hit, he goes down, Usopp just has to run away out the window. And then Kuro rightly points out, it's okay if he's gone. He lies all the time. Nobody's going to fucking believe him. Yeah, his daily activity is to run around and scream about pirates. So he's going to do exactly that now, and no one's going to believe him. Yeah. Uh, and Nami and Kaya are finishing up the talk. Kaya says, yeah, well, we'll talk about some kind of deal in the morning for the ship. Like, And uh, Nami says, hey, don't let Kalidor or anyone for that matter run your run your life you're stronger than you think you can so nami goes outside to return the things she stole and then uh we see the groundskeepers dumping zoro down a well along with the swords yeah along with mary just put those dead bodies where no one's going to find them for the next couple days and then proceed with their murder plan which is on track usopp uh he's tried to tell everybody that there's pirates but one one guy mr morning freaks out and says no usopp You've just gone far far enough, you've got to stop this. We flash back to some of the first stories he told, which was to his dying mother. Because he was telling her, hey, dad's definitely going to come back and you'll feel better than than you won't be sick and die, right? And then the mom was like, you know, I love you and stuff. And then she falls over dead. (laughs) A little melodramatic. Yeah. (sighs) Um, But yeah. Usopp is like distraught, and then we roll right into the second episode. Yeah, because uh, Cody finds him. Yeah, it's Kobe, I... but it's Kobe, but you keep saying Cody, and now I'm saying Cody. Whatever, it it could be both. I mean, the B and the D, they're the the same letter, just reversed. I hate this. We should do like the Cyrillic one, where it's like both on both sides, so that we're right either way. So Zoro, uh, yeah, Co- Co- Kobe is there. <laughs> Uh, hey, I mean, Harry, just throw this out there. We've done like three episodes of One Piece. Be fucking proud at me at how many names I kind of have. You know what? That's true. Yeah, fine. It could be It could be Cody. So Cody is talking to Usopp. And Usopp is telling him the story. He's telling him all the details. Uh, and Co- Cody's believing him. <laughs> now, I wanted to go along with you, but now I'm like, I'm trying to correct myself to get it wrong. So now, now I'm fucked either way. Just just switch back and forth like I do. So 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 Carl believes him. But Helmeppo doesn't. And says, like, no, you're not buying any of this. He's obviously just lying, because he is still jealous that uh Carl is in charge of this. Uh but you know, it's they do have to conduct an investigation. This is a Terry Stop situation. So yeah. they're going to go to the manor. Uh the at the manor Nami has found Luffy in the kitchen. Poisoned the fuck out of his mind. Yeah, and uh, she's trying to help him, but then she hears some people coming, and then she hides to hear them talking about, oh, this idiot ate all of the poison. Uh, well, I, you know, I guess that works. Uh, she is hiding in the cabinet for, I think, like, the next half an hour of this episode. <laughs> Just kind of listening to plot. Oh, she's, I mean, she's picking her moment. Yeah, yeah, and she picks it very well. Yeah, um, uh, the front door. So rings. they're just going to dump Luffy uh, in the well with the rest of them. But, yeah, but the Marines show up, and Kuro goes, and uh, he pops out his game face, and 
and starts talking to Carl. Yeah, so the butler is pointing out accurately that Usopp is a constant liar. No one in the town believes him, and he spins tales all the time. Granted, this time, he's actually telling the truth, but it's... Usopp has definitely put himself in a quarter. Yeah, and all the all the evidence he has, he's accusing him of being somebody that Helmeppo specifically knows is dead, like his father killed him. You know, he, he was never quite the same after his mother's passing, and and Usopp says, like, hey, don't don't bring my mother into this. And so, yeah. Uh, point goes to the black cats. Usopp runs away. And uh, when Usopp brought up, brought up Luffy, Curl's like, oh, yeah, we, we have a Luffy. He he got uh, super drunk and ate a lot of food, so he, he's out of it. I can hand him off to you. And so this is kind of a win for the Marines. At least how it's looking right now. Yeah. Because he's a fugitive and they got him. Nami does sneak out of the out of the cupboard at this point and knock out what uh, one of the helpers, and Kuro has to cover it up because he doesn't know what's going on. Now at this point, like after Usopp runs away and the Marines uh, agree to take Luffy back to their ship and just kind of fuck off, uh, we cut back to Zoro trying to climb out of the well, and first of many many flashbacks. Yep, we start getting his backstory. Where he is eight. You know, sometimes it's hard to tell who kid versions of actors are. In the series, it's a lot easier because they have weird colored hair. So, when yeah. a guy takes off his helmet, oh, that's Zoro. And he is fighting against and losing against a girl. I mean, also, like, the kid actor does really look like the adult act- Like, Oh, yeah, they, they pick this, well. This could be like a kid fucking brother. So, he, he's the... The the girl she she keeps giving it fast like you're dropping your elbow, uh you're you you could do a lot better and Sora says nope I I can figure this out you know it's it's these bamboo swords let's fight with actual swords that's definitely that's definitely gonna solve it. Cut back to the present, Usopp climbs into Kaya's room, uh tells her the full scoop, uh and Kaya is kind of like is this another one of your stories or are you actually telling me the truth this time? She doesn't really believe him. She kind of wants him to go. But then Usopp refuses and says he's he's not going to leave her there alone in the house. Which is which is a big departure from the comic. In the comic, he kind of like, he fake admits it was a lie and goes off to fight on his own. But this one, he takes the point of like, no, there's the threat here. I'm actually going to, I don't care. Like, if you, if you hate me or don't believe me, I'm going to put myself between danger and you. It's a good moment for him. Yeah, especially because he doesn't really contribute much to the final fight. He really fucking doesn't. Like, yeah, like in, in the comic, he at least gets to take out the hypnotist guy with like a sniper shot. Uh, but yeah, so the the villains they have found the knocked out member of their party downstairs in the kitchen. Uh, they revive her, um, and they realize, well, uh, there is a Nami running around. Uh, plan is at risk, so let's lock down the mansion. Activate the ye old panic button. Yeah, which they. They crank, and all the walls, like, seal in, windows are shut, and uh, bars, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And uh, so at this point, Kaya is very much like, oh, yeah, fuck, you saw you were right. So we, uh, big departure, we have, a, we have an extended sequence of all the three of them, like, just donning their full pirate gear and menacing them throughout the house. Like, Kuro is, is pretty scary. Like, he, he's... You know, just scraping his uh, blades against the walls as he stalks around. 
Mm -hmm. I like how genuinely threatening these villains have appeared so far. Like, this is very much a Looney Tunes show, but these are bad people who will kill you. Uh, He's like punching through walls when he kind of hears them coughing a little bit and he like nicks them with their blades and he sees that he's happy uh cut back to zoro and time for flashback number two uh so they're gonna fight and zoro has brought not one but two real swords mm-hmm. and they have a my god yeah and they have a extended fight where it goes back and forth a little bit but the but the Queena. I, I should call her Queena because I mean, kind of the point of this is that she's a girl. But you know, you know, give give her a name while she's got one. It, it's Queena, and she she gets the better of him and like dis- disarms him handily, and without even like hurting him with just the flat of her blade. And uh, after the fight, she admits like, "Yeah, I'm better than you now, but you're going to grow. Like you know, you're an adolescent, and boys get bigger, they get taller, they get more muscle." I can beat you now. I'm not going to be able to beat you soon. Puberty is going to change things. Like, for all our hard work, there's a there's a gulf in physicality. And in the live-action version, like, you can kind of see what she's talking about. But in the fucking comic, there are, like... There is no consistency between body types. Like, there, there are some people... Like, it's a world where there are giants. Like, literal giants and titans. But then there are also some people who are just, like, 15 fucking feet tall. And that's... Oh, that's George from down the street. And, like, the, and like some people are just, like... T- like, five feet wide. It's just, like, <laughs> weird shapes. And... And also, like, all the other superpower stuff that like, you can do. With hockey, really, it's it's ridiculous. But also, like, this is fucking fencing, like, it, yes, like, arm length does play a factor into fencing, but speed and precision, so much fucking more. It's a little weird that one of the only times in the series they try to point out, like, real-life limitations, biological limitations, is to call women weaker than men. Yeah, yeah, it it rang a little weird to me. It rang very much as, oh yeah, this dialogue was written in 1993, wasn't it? The series is not grounded enough for this to land well. But anyway, that that's what the story is. Uh, and Zoro says, but so Zoro's point is, no, that's that's not fucking fair. Uh, like you're my rival. I'm training hard to beat you, and like I'm not. I'm going to beat you someday. It's not going to be because you're a woman and I'm a man. It's going to be because I worked harder. So like, fuck it. Let's, let's, let's duel. Let's fight every day and we'll just keep getting better. And one of us is going to be the strongest swordsman in the whole world. So how about that? And they agree. And so now they're partners in sword training. Back to the future. Now, uh, we see the Marines dragging Luffy around, uh, Kobe is very much unsure about what's going on at the manor, whereas Axan's son is all like, hey, you know, we gotta win, let's get back to the fucking ship. Kobe's like, you're just jealous, you're not thinking about this clearly, like, there's something fucking weird going on. Uh, and Luffy, uh, then projectile vomits all of the poison out to hell in that boat. Good old plastic stomach. Uh, yeah. He says, like, he confirms, like, yeah, uh, that's the black cats in there. Uh, it- like, as uh, Helmeppo is still doubting this, Zoro has, like, climbed up. I guess this is going out a little bit, but Zoro uh, gets out of the out of the well and knocks at a couple of the guards, and together they're going to go back and help. 
Did he knock them out or did he kill them? Eh, he, he knocked them out, I think. Okay, okay. Also, you skipped a backstory flashback, Harry. Well, I, I was just... I, I played some scenes. We, we can... Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, Nami, Kaya, and Usopp, they're all in the mansion, and they're having to go off to the, like, locked-off eastern wing where Kaya put all the stuff from her parents, because that that is also where they have the secondary unlockdown device. Like... Uh, it's it's a it's a lockdown system that you activate, that you start right next to the front door and you turn off in the heart of the building. I I don't know. Like, does that make sense? Maybe not really. Uh, uh, does does the so, flip way make more sense? It it's just like a little bit silly. But Kaya is really being herself up. She's saying like, I let him into my house all this time. How can I have not seen it? Seen it? You know, I I trusted him, and Nami says like, no, you are you are a victim here. He took advantage of you. It's it's not your fault. You know that that someone strong just took advantage of you. So now you need to be strong so we can get out of here. So now we cut uh, back to Zoro. He has been trying to climb out of this uh, very deep well and falling. Like you know, it's. It's not really his fault. He has, like, zero finger holds. He has zero footholds. Like, it's impressive that he can move up a foot. I mean, it's a dark night, and it's probably pretty wet because it's a well. But it is, like, a really textured wall. Like, there, if someone is capable of climbing walls, I feel like there are a lot of handholds in that thing. I wouldn't say a lot. Like, it's it's pretty thin and narrow. Like, he's having a hard time of it. I know. Anyway, uh... Anyway, uh, the girl fell down a flight of stairs, so she's dead. Is that how she died? Like, they just said there was an accident. Yeah, they did go into it in this version, because everyone made fun of Oda for riding it that way. But she literally fell down a set of stairs. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, his rival died. His rival died unceremoniously, apparently. Yeah. Like, uh, they, they didn't get into it. Like, how long had they been training together? Or had uh, they been? Uh, I mean, it was... In the comic, they'd been dueling for a while. For, like, what when they had that speech, they'd already done, like, a couple hundred duels or something. Like, because they were, like, fighting every day. So, you know, they knew each other for years. So, they were fighting and fighting. But then one day, she just didn't show up. And mm-hmm. then Zoro, uh, you know, asks the father for permission to take the sword because they'd promised one of them would be the world's greatest swordsman. So, that's what he's going to do to keep, keep the promise alive. Mm-hmm. And he asks to carry her sword. Yeah. Which the is dad... the third sword. Yep. It's magical it's... third sword. Yeah. It, it's uh it's mentioned as like a rare bl- a rare blade. And like it it doesn't really have any special properties, but it is like in the way that some swords are like just more famous and like better made. This is like a super fucking great sword. Zoro, the other two swords aren't important. He will eventually like replace them with, you know, interesting ones or like powerful ones that he finds along the way but he keeps the third one because you know that's the important one makes sense but yeah uh so i believe it's at this point that zoro comes to rescue uh yeah zoro comes to rescue luffy either killing or koing a couple marines along the way uh so kobe uh she uh he kobe tries to stop luffy but luffy says hey i know you're trying to 
you you got a job to do, but I'm going to go save my friends. So don't try and stop me. And that's what he does. Cut back to mansion. Black Cat is being like soups menacing. Yeah. Just, just doing the whole villain like shouting at you. You're hiding somewhere. Yeah. What would rant- your parents think of you, girl? Ranting about how he had to fucking deal with her for three years. Uh, you know, it's exhausting. Putting on airs, taking care of you. You know, oh, the soup's too hot. Oh, bring my blankie. Oh, I miss my mom and dad. Oh, I really want to rip your tongue out. Uh, Luffy and Zoro arrive right now. And they're met in the foyer uh, by the two black cats. uh, 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 Groundskeepers. Zoro stays behind to duel with them while Luffy goes to find the black cat leader. Uh... Usopp, Usopp's contribution to this fight is to try to shoot uh, Kuro in the face, and he catches it and seems a little impressed. Like, I I was hoping he would do a cool thing with, like, a bank shot like his father did, and maybe try that, because even, because especially, he'd been trying that, that out earlier in the episode with, like, a couple pots and pans. That, so that would have been, like, really good setup. Maybe they're doing a longer setup, like, you know, where he's kind of useless in this fight, but he just gets better and better. Yeah, I mean, Usopp is one of the weaker Straw Hat members. Like, he, he's not, like, a mainline fighter. He, he has a specialty that he's really good at, and he is useful in some fights, but he's not, like, he is not a, he's not a Zoro, much less a Luffy. On the subject of Zoro, his fight with, like, the two groundskeepers, I love it. Like, the choreography is actually pretty fun here, and it's like, you know, there's staircases, there's lots of, like, furniture, so they're, they're moving around, there's wire work, uh, it's... It's just a fun sword fight. It's also impressive because, you know, the Zoro actor, he he is good at, like, stage acting. I think the the two black cats are much more regular actors. They're not, like, stunt performers. So the fact that they're able to use cinematography to get around that and still have, like, a pretty good fight is impressive. Uh, they, they have a thing where, like, they go back and forth. Uh, one of them uh, steals some of steals the sword for a little bit so Zoro has to get that back that's from the comic uh but yeah so uh upstairs Luffy is confronting Black Cat villain and he has to do a thing so like he's kind of doing his teleport ninja teleport around the room which really fucking confused me what his power set was uh but yeah Luffy just kind of closes his eyes listens listens oh you're over there super punch yeah like his plan is to just Kind of listen and pay close attention, and he even soaks some hits from Kuro. Uh, but eventually he realizes it, and then he gets his hands on him, holds him down, so he can't jump around, and gives him a fucking huge headbutt. Oh yeah. Turns out he's just a human. So the henchmen look sour, although they should be happy because Zoro fucking killed them in the comic. Zoro kills a lot of his uh, opponents. No. Okay. Yeah. Like, Luffy leaves a lot of people alive, but Zoro... I'd say more often than not, like, if someone's, like, a big opponent, he he ends them permanently. I mean, yeah, should. Yeah. I mean, should. Uh, especially with sword fighters, like, live by the sword, die by the sword is probably what he would say. Uh, he's just sad he can't collect their bounty. Yeah. Uh, but now they, they gotta leave because the marines are there and they don't even have a ship. But then Kai points out, no, you do, because, you know, you help me out. So she gifts them the ship. They name the ship after her slain accountant in a in a nice moment. Yeah. Also, <laughs> funny. The accountant lived in the comic too. Oh. Yeah. Um. 
But I guess they just upped the threat of Kuro by having him, like, finish a guy off. It worked, and, you know, if, they've, if, they, if they're not coming back to the island, makes sense as oh, a story yeah. beat. Yeah, like, they're kind of wrapping this up. And speaking of not coming back, uh, the crew turn to Usopp and say, Hey, get your stuff, you know, you're coming with us, you're part of the crew. He, you know, is hesitant, but he agrees. Yeah. Kaya, and he's going to be their captain. Yeah, Ka- Kaya wants him to go so that he can have really great stories whenever he comes back. And they, yes. they do share a kiss. It is cute and charming. Uh, so they're all relaxing. Then now they got their individual like rooms. Usopp is, you know, eating some popcorn. Uh, Black Cat like is escaping the island on a rowboat. Yeah, I forget it's a bad what, look. I forget what happened to him in the comic. Hold on. Just let me check real quick. There's no canonical answer. I think maybe in one of the, like, filler arcs they brought him back. Oh, he's not a mainstay villain later on? No, Kuro is like... I mean, his whole thing in the story was that he was a peerless captain, and he won in every raid, and then he was hounded forever. Like, he never got got a arrest, and he was just going to have to run and run and run. So he faked his own death, and he just just wanted a paycheck and a comfortable place to retire. Good times. So, so really, like that's that's his punishment in that people know he's alive again, and he now he can't get any rest. On the subject of no rest, we cut back to the Marines on the ship. Cody has uh, reported back that his mission has failed. Uh, but Garp corrects him, and says, "No, no, no! I had a backup plan. Because uh, I I knew that they would probably run away, and yep, they're over there. They're trying to run away. So open fire." And so as the episode ends, we get the crew chilling downstairs, having a fun breakfast, and then cannonballs start to splash around them. Yeah. And when they go out on deck uh, to see who it is, Luffy looks through their telescope and is like, oh, it's Grandpa. And everyone freaks out. Grandpa! Episode yeah. done. Yeah, this is Monkey D. Garp. I-, I had to stop myself from saying his full name a couple times. I kind of saw that coming. But yeah, so fun couple episodes like are are you anticipating that most episodes going forward are going to be uh, like double blocks because this was clearly a double block oh i i know the the next two are definitely like a double block so i think it is going to be double block double block okay great great i love so, it yeah because the next it's go like this was the usopp double block the next one is the sanji double block uh sanji and, yeah and all i'll say is that I saw lots of articles about Sanji. It's like, they changed Sanji for the One Piece uh, Netflix adaptation. And that's probably a good thing. Because Sanji was the anime horny one of the crew. It's a good thing they changed that. I mean, we'll see. Like, I don't know. I I don't think Sanji was like an aggressive Pepe Le Pew type. He was more like the simping from a distance type. Which is still not great. But, you know, he, he can... He could be a ladies' man with with nuance, and they're doing interesting stuff. So we'll see how they do that, what they change, and you know how they mix up stuff in the story uh, next time. But there's one thing that's definitely going to keep happening, Sam. And what is that? We're going to keep dancing. We are going to keep dancing. <laughs>